The year is 2016, and NXT is the hottest thing going in professional wrestling. Initially conceived as both the WWE's developmental brand and a competition reality show, NXT has evolved into arguably the best weekly wrestling program on TV. The NXT tag team division has played no small role in catapulting the brand into the spotlight. And to talk about the NXT tag team division is to talk about the revival. A spiritual successor to teams like the Minnesota Wrecking Crew and the Brain Busters, the Revival has won the NXT Tag Team Championships not once, but twice on the strength of their seamless double-team offense and their willingness to bend the rules. Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder may look and act like throwbacks, but in today's aerial heavy wrestling business, if anything, that makes them fresh. No flips, just fists. And wins earned by any means necessary. In November, at NXT TakeOver Toronto, the top guys will defend their belts against a pair of familiar foes. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, collectively known as DIY, came within a heartbeat of lifting the titles off the revival in August. But as Dusty Rhodes would no doubt say, getting close doesn't get you to the pay window. For DIY... A pair of perennial underdogs, this could be their final crack at the tag team championships. To remove any doubt or ambiguity in the outcome, NXT General Manager William Regal has declared that this will be a two out of three falls match. On the one hand, this is a gift for DIY. The Revival will have to beat them twice in a single night to retain those titles. But if that does occur... What does it say about Champa and Gargano? To Dash and Dawson, they're nothing more than a pair of entertainers. Fun to watch bell to bell, but unable to close the show when the lights are shining brightest. It's a do-or-die return bout. A bitter clash of rivals. And arguably, the match of the year. Today on... I, like, why on in Star Wars do they... Mm. Wh- why does the Empire build all their shit so big and cavernous? <laughs> yeah, that. They need all the space for the com- cooling of the supercomputers. And you know anything? I guess I don't. The computer that they designed <laughs> to, beat, to beat Ken Jennings mm-hmm. and Brad something... <laughs> At Brad from here. Brad. Someone's from Portland that did really well. I think Brad's from, I think Brad's from Pennsylvania. <laughs> uh, they the, the IBM computer that they designed needs uh, like an entire uh, house filled with refrigerators. Need a full house, just to, just for it to. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's do the podcast. Uh, this is the podcast. I'm oh. Bo. Fuck. <laughs> I thought that was gonna be the sting. I thought I thought that was gonna be the stinger. No, that's this um, is. I'm Mike. I'm not Mike. Oh shit! No, no, <laughs> no! It's ruined. It's ruined. All right, I'm Bo. 
and that's Mike. <laughs> and you're listening to, uh, <laughs> you, you, you guys shout <gasps> with me. Tope Sucida! It's what wrestling can be, and we're both recording this after both having long days after from work. Long days and a strong beer. Yeah, so here, okay, listeners, uh, which I think there's five of you now that are consistent. Spread the word that please we're doing this shit for free, and we would love to get some listeners, because this is... It's a lot of work. Yeah. Not I only love it. We're doing it for free, but we're not. it's not like we're doing this for us. No, this is for everyone. This it's is for a, you it's guys. It's community service. We're doing it for you. <laughs> this is what the world needs. I feel like we've touched on this before. Yeah, I think. Was it in the first episode? Yeah, it was definitely exhaustedly uh, touched on in the first yeah. episode. I'm really surprised, too. Can I just say I'm really shocked that our the number of viewers we have now isn't in the tens of thousands after we got that mess, yeah. that, that, that. Mention from Tony Schiavone on AEW Dynamite. Have you watched the main event from this week's yet? No, I fell asleep because I was so tired from actual work. He's got another one for us, buddy. Really? <laughs> yeah. Man. You're going to hear it. Tony's Find it. It's at the very end. Sick, It's man. clear, too. Tony's the best. So I need you to, when you hear that tonight or whenever you watch it. Yeah. Record it, and we'll, we'll go ahead and throw it in there because you know he's he's talking about us, so why not put that's it in the podcast? crazy that he would do it two weeks in a row. I don't like go that. off on that's a, that's, ama- <laughs> that's amazing. Tony, is, yeah. by the way, a friend of the program, uh, we, we love week? I think we did. I think okay. we mentioned Tony yeah. and said he was okay. a friend, yeah, uh, close personal friend of the program, uh, just, just a class act and uh, loving Tony's beard these days. I'm concerned about his spine. What? He's got some gnarly posture. What? <laughs> okay. All right. Elaborate. Okay. So, uh, see, well, before we talk about Tony's is posture, related, is this related to the to the baggy suit coat and pants? Well, you know, sometimes men get older. We love you, Tony. They get older, but no one tells them to get Taylor for new suits. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, um, but uh, well, here's that Tony clip. Wasn't that great? You haven't heard it. <laughs> you just now. Anyway. Oh, man. I, I'm so enthralled by what Thanks, I just Tony. heard. I forget what he said, but I know he said it because I was like, I got to record this from Mike. And then I got carried away with the story that was happening. Um, anyway, so this is episode three. Today, uh, here in a bit, we have our buddy, uh, our comedy buddy and uh, improv teammate, uh, Joel Arkin, coming on to watch with us uh, DIY versus uh, what are they called? The Revival! The Revival! I was thinking they're called uh, what was their original name? The Mechanics? The Mechanics. Ugh, barf. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> it's a dumb name. But it's such a strong I mean as the sort of the definition of a guttural reaction <laughs> barf. Visceral reaction for you to actually say the word barf about the mechanics because i watched them back then i was like these guys are fucking awesome and uh, they were fighting i think buddy 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 murphy and whoever wesley blake wesley blake oh blake Jesus. and murphy they were wrestling them and they're fun matches but i uh yeah i was like this isn't this name is not gonna fly like they they found the revival and it's yeah. wonderful anyway i don't want to get off on that because that's that's later you'll yeah. hear all that with Joel. later but what i want to know about right now right now mike is yeah. uh what uh what have you been watching wrestling wise Dude, wait, uh, wait, Mike. Yeah, welcome to the shit house, buddy. Oh fuck! Welcome <laughs> to the shit. Thanks. It's getting sooner and it's sooner. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually, <laughs> we'll we'll even welcome the listeners to the shit house. Yeah, man, we're really we're doing well, Bo, mm-hmm. with this podcasting thing. We're really good. 
Uh, Jesus, what have I been watching? I mean, the if thing anything. that stand. Yeah, no, no, I don't watch pro wrestling anymore. <laughs> I've quit. I don't know what the podcast is going to be I'll about from now on. If I quit too, yeah. and then watch that Cody promo, I'd be back. But go ahead and tell me. What me you're too. Okay, that's what I've been watching. AEW Dynamite. Here's what we're gonna do. Week. We're gonna blend this because that's all I've been watching too. I'm su- great. Sucked into. Let's AEW just Dynamite. talk about. With the exception of now, I haven't watched the main event from this last week, yeah. but I assume it's fantastic. Uh, everything except the little botch at the, in the opening match between Pack and Trent, where the referee uh, was uh, supposed to count three mm-hmm. and he didn't count three, but they and, still called it as the three count, and, and that was kind of a bummer. No, I mean Trent just didn't kick out, and then Pack had to put him right. In the, okay, in the I think brutalizer. I, and, okay, I see what you're talking about too because I remember that happening. And I think I had looked away for a mm. few seconds. And I looked back. I was like, wait, I didn't hear. Because you usually can hear when they kick out. Yeah. And then he would just ring the bell. I was like, that's weird. So, nope. I, okay. So, it fucked. Fuck. Anyway, whatever. So, whatever. It's a little mess up. But, by and large, the episode as a whole was, I mean, whatever. Okay. So, we take a couple of uh, tenths of points away for that mistake. But, it, to me, it's, st- it's, still, it's still a really good match. And the rest of the show... Up till the main event, anyway, I would give like a nine and a yeah. half out of ten. Just to reiterate, he has not watched the main event yet. Haven't watched the main event, and I think that that's a nine or a nine and a half as far as a weekly television wrestling program. I enjoyed every single thing about it. So as a go home show to Full Gear, you felt great about it. Because oh I my god, yes. So the main event, when you watch that, yeah. it sets up perfectly through chaos. So many of the matches on the card on Saturday, uh, which I do want to talk about. We can uh, brief predictions. Yes. Um, but when they hear this, it's already going to have happened. So people, oh. listeners are going to be like, I fucked up. Ooh, yeah. Right. They'll be like, oh, fuck cool. you guys. You don't know anything about wrestling. Yeah, so, so yeah, man, AEW, I've, I've been watching, you know, the, the all over their YouTube with uh, being the elite. I started watching that earlier uh, last year as I knew AEW was happening. I actually started watching the Young Bucks YouTube show. Okay. It's gotten much better, more consistent audio wise, yeah. which. <laughs> It's funny because we're in the us podcast. too. I'm trying to fix the make the audio better. Yeah, every we're time we're, we do. we're doing better and better. And uh, then they started uh, the AEW Dark on Tuesdays. There's all the dark matches from the week prior of Dynamite leads into Dynamite on Wednesdays, and then Thursdays is usually the uh, wrestlers in hotel rooms ordering takeout, which are awesome as well. <laughs> it's like they have their content planning down, yeah, perfectly. It's just like every day of the week. Is something exciting. It feels like we're in a in a new golden age, man. It we really, are. it really does. There so, is so much good stuff out so there. So right during now. Cody's promo on on Jericho, oh yes, uh, this week, which is I've watched it four or five times on Twitter as well. It's such, it's per, it's perfect. <laughs> it's yeah, it's perfect. It is. It's a perfect promo. Yeah, it gets the point across. It tells you when and where this match is going to happen. It gets the emotion behind the match, the emotion, the whole legacy behind the match. The digs he takes at Jericho yeah. are so le- friggin' legit, man. How About his dad being stall. a famous hockey God. player. <laughs> like, How we yeah, shared the same, same spoon. spoon. Shit. It's so good, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. If you can go to, a- I'll, I'll I'll retweet oh. it on on our Twitter. But uh, AW's Twitter has has the video cut out, just a little two minute segment from that whole thing with him and Tony. Which I got to talk about Tony's spine here in a second. Uh, but uh, oh yeah, um, I felt so. I got back into wrestling in 2011 around the time CM Punk dropped his pipe bomb 
yeah. on the entire company. Okay, cool. Which I had gotten into it a few months prior, mm-hmm. and uh, just out of nowhere, I was like, I should watch wrestling again. And then Steampunk did that, and I was like, oh, I'm in wrestling mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sadly, it kind of fizzled with that storyline eventually, but um, yeah, uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, I felt like if I were a person. I've been kind of, honestly before we started this podcast and before I met you, mm-hmm. I've been kind of waffling on wrestling again. Yeah, um, I'd watch the New Japan here and there. I would. I don't watch SmackDown. I don't watch Raw. Me either. I'll watch a pay per view. Yeah, because again, like I've said, WWE's video package comp crew, they're so good. At they're on, man. They <laughs> they're got the it together. Part. So I don't need to watch the show weekly show because they just recap it. Hell it's yeah, it's a great recap. Um, you got what you need. So I just stopped watching all that. But then since AEW started, I'm back in it, and then. NWA power happened and that's something completely different as well. Yep. I'm in that. And then this promo dropped and I, I'm looking back to 2011 Bo. Like if I would have seen that promo that Cody cut, I would be just the same thing that what happened with CM Punk. I'm back, baby. I'm in this. That's I'm the way here. I feel. I love it. Tony's spine, however. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so let's talk about Tony's posture here. It's not, it's not, it's not okay. bad posture leaning. I'm standing up and leaning. Yeah. <laughs> listeners. I just want Paint you to know. Picture. Bo is now off the couch. He is up. Yeah. He is uh bipedal. Yes. So, uh, it's not, he's not leaning forward. His neck is not leaning forward, but you'll notice from camera front on, he's always got a little lean. Really? <laughs> yeah. He leans to the left, to his left, to his left screen, right on screen, screen, right. And, Whenever he walks, like when he last week when he was walking with Cody, same uh-huh. thing. He's kind of a little tilted, so I think his spine just goes and curves. It's all fucked <laughs> oh, up. Oh man! Anyway, we'll have to ask him about. We'll do. That. We'll ask him next time he, he like, drops Tony. a line. We'll give him a call. Yeah. Like Tony, uh, what's going on with your spine, buddy? Just mm. want to know. Anyway, that's yeah. So that's what I've been I sh- watching. I could have I could have asked him today. He texted me several times, and you I you were too busy didn't... making biscuits and. Yeah, I was, I was working, I was setting up some deals, and like, yeah. just, I've got a lot of irons in the fire right now. It's hard so. to use your phone when you have batter on your, like, when you're in the batter. Yeah, yeah it's not called batter, but that's okay. When you're in the dough. Dough. <laughs> it's What's dough. batter? It's dough. Batter's What's... pancakes and waffles. How is it different? What do you mean, how? I are... guess it's liquid. How is pan... One's a liquid, okay, one's a listeners, solid. That's listeners, hang on, <laughs> listeners. My friend and co-host Bo just <laughs> asked me, what's the difference between pancakes and biscuits? No, 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 no. I want no. you to tweet <laughs> I want you to tweet at Bo what the difference between biscuits and fucking pancakes is. <laughs> to be fair, is. I kn- I didn't say that. I said what's between batter and dough. Okay. <laughs> okay, you're right. What I just said, I'm sorry. You're right. I was it was an, an egregious misstep on my part. It Listeners, I'm, don't give Bo shit on thank Twitter. You. I'm glad you apologized because I yeah. I didn't want to go home tonight with that on my conscience. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to be mad at each other. We shouldn't. We should wait until season two or three to start beef. Yeah, to get Definitely. to draw everyone. Out. Real beef. Yeah, fake beef is fun. It's fun. People yeah, get it. Yeah, real beef is thick and yeah. me, um, thick sirloin cut. Real grade A. <laughs> grade A. It is. They grade it. What the fuck? It, that associates with Tope Suicida, this podcast, because we want to show our guests grade A. Oh, Jesus meat Christ. It has to end. <laughs> Bo! Okay, so. Bo! Uh, wait, no. Listen. What? Okay. Yeah. No, go ahead. You go. No, because I have a question for you, but I think you wait, have no, a question Wait, no, no, because I have a question for you. Okay. Now it's time to say who you really like. Who do you think is the neatest tights? Who would you pay to see pretend to fight? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite wrestler?
God, I love that song. That song has been stuck in my head all day. Really? Who, the ending, the who's your favorite, who's, who's your favorite, favorite, who's your favorite wrestler. wrestler. So thank you, Mike, for making that. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you can't ignore uh, the Sky Chief when he calls. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? The Sky Chief, brother. Um, okay, uh, so who is my favorite yeah, wrestler? answer the this question. This week, it's an AEW wrestler, obviously, because all I've been watching. I still haven't watched last week's Power yeah. either. Um, but I'll set it up. So Cody dropped that promo. Yeah. But then... AEW had the gall to do something maybe even better later in that episode. The Inner Circle video? Yes. Yes! That was like shot for shot parody of Cody's video from the week prior about him getting ready to wrestle Jericho. And it's amazing. It's so good. Therefore... (laughs) Jericho is my favorite wrestler. And you might hear that a lot in this entire career of this show, but Jericho, definitely. Dude, we didn't even talk about the pumpkin blazer. Oh, my God. (laughs) The Halloween pumpkin blazer, the jack-o'-lantern blazer. It's so good. And the fact that the blazer is like a shitty purple (laughs) and then it's got the orange pumpkins. Oh, my God. It looks like it cost about $7. Yeah. Uh, You know it did. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. Well, well, fuck. So he's me. That's... I, everything he's doing right now, everything he's done since I've been watching him since eighth grade, it's been, he's just, he is, he is the goat, the greatest of all time. He said it and he's earned it. The dude continually reinvents himself and I'm enjoying, I mean, with the, 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 the most hilarious thing in the world is that Fozzie exists. I know. Fozzie is super popular. <laughs> I don't understand. His walkout tune is ridiculous. It's so Jericho bad. is clearly a super in, like out of he's, his an inti- inside. <laughs> he's an inside. <laughs> Jericho is a smart dude. He's self-aware. He loves comedy. He has amazing comedic <laughs> timing. He incredible ideas. I mean, the fucking list of Jericho. It's so good. Uh, All of it is great. Spanish God. Uh huh. They're psychos, and I like it. God. You know, like you just the dude is on another level, and yet Fozzy, Fozzy, and yet Fozzy ex- exists. But it's such that song is actually really good it, for walkout music because well, it builds. It, 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 so so man, it's also kind of adds to the mystique of the, like the of the dad Jericho. Yeah, you know that does like he, that, he, does he have kids? I the, think he does. I don't know. I think he might be married with like really? two kids, no. which is insane. That would if be that crazy. Fact is true. That would be crazy. We'll look it up later. Forty-eight-year-old Chris Jericho is my favorite Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Other than maybe like, you know, wait, Lionheart Chris Jericho maybe. But this week, who's your favorite wrestler? Oh, dude. Well, okay, so I have to uh, – I'll stay with AEW. Okay. Because uh, that's what I watch. And uh, since you went with Jericho, I'll go with the other half of the main ag- main event at full gear and go with Cody uh, – I don't know, again, if we're still – if we're allowed we to say, say – Yeah, Cody Rhodes. I Rhodes. think we can say it. Cody, son of Dusty, brother to Dustin, husband of Brandy Rhodes. <laughs> 
I cut all that out of the last episode, by the way. <laughs> the <laughs> I'm going to get it in there. I'm going to get it in there eventually. And right, I'm pulling up the full gear card. So what we're going to do, we're gonna before we get into Is This Shit House, and before, after you've finished this, yeah. of course, we're going to talk about the full gear card for this Saturday and then pick our winners for that. Yeah. Um, and then when you hear this episode on Wednesday, that will have already happened, and you can judge us accordingly. Uh, yeah, continue it's real your- simple. It's real simple. Cody's promo was the best promo I've heard in forever. I can't remember a better promo. Uh, and and I remember a couple weeks ago, I uh, was joking with you about Jericho's promo where he introduced the inner circle, which we both agree is a stupid name. Very stupid. But we were like, it doesn't matter because he's going to get it over. A little bit of the bubbly. Very stupid. Everyone's going to love it. Mm-hmm. I already love the inner circle. This is what happens when you mess with the inner circle. <laughs> I have a ticket. I, I have bought a ticket. He <laughs> starts smoking a cigar later. He's, oh, he's oh my God, the cigar. I don't know if you guys know this, but um, we're really enjoying AEW. Jesus Christ, <laughs> am I enjoying AEW? Yeah, so it's that simple. Cody cut that promo. Cody's my favorite wrestler this week. Perfect. Tremendous. All right, I'm going to do a, uh, uh, since we don't have a song, a jingle for it yet, I'm going to do one. Oh, wait. Did you make one? Not yet, but I'm going to for this episode. Okay, so uh, we can, uh, should I not do a jingle then? I really want to. Go ahead. Let it rip. But actually, I pictured something really metal and like, is this shit house or something? Really? Because yeah. what I was going to go with was, is it shit house? <laughs> okay, so because of that. We'll leave this in the Joel episode, but we'll record something like that for the next Great. episode. Because what we just did here was high art, and I want people to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, before we get to that, so here's the um, here's the match card for uh, Full Gear this uh, Saturday, November 9th. Yeah. It is, uh, I don't know if these are in order or not, um, so we'll just start from the bottom because it has the main event at the top, so yeah. So the top from the bottom is uh, Dr. Britt Baker versus, uh, uh, it's B Priestley, right? It's B-E-A, but she says she pronounces it B. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, is actually, this is in the buy-in, so the pre-show. It's before yeah. the match. Um, I, uh, uh, Britt Baker's going to win, obviously. Yep. She's going to slap that mandible claw on yeah. uh, in the cross face, mm-hmm. and that's going to be all she wrote. And she's going to, I think, if with that win, might even put her into number one contendership Yeah. For, against whoever has the title. Um, so I really like uh, uh, B Priestley, but I, I think of the, of the two, Baker's going to win. Yep. Uh, my uh, Sean Spears versus a new program that just started with him and my man Joey Janela. What's oh your boy. thoughts? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess I hope Spears because um Joey Janela, while talented and like uh, God bless him for all the shit that he's willing to do to his body. <laughs> yeah, he's crazy. Like, I'm super uh. Are you coming around on him yet? No, no, no. Well, I'm impressed with Joey Janela. I just don't think that Joey Janela should ever get a win against anyone ever. Okay. Because Joey Janela winning against a wrestler it doesn't hurt his gimmick. Loose losses and winnings doesn't. No, hurt it doesn't him. hurt his gimmick at all. Yeah. Uh, but that's like sort of like uh, me or you getting a win against Sean Spears. You know what I mean? Like I feel like we got if we got in the same room as Joey Janela and we stand like I'm maybe like an inch and a half taller than Joey Janela. You know what <laughs> but I mean? He is insane. Yeah, it, but the, Sean Spears is a wrestler. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> you know, uh, and Joey Janela might be my favorite wrestler of of AEW. God bless Joey. <laughs> God bless Joey Janela for what he'll do. But Jesus Christ, Sean Spears 
needs to win and build momentum so that he can sure. get in that world title. And that's picture. why I agree with you. I, I think Joey will definitely take the L, which, uh, like I just said, it's not going to hurt him. I forgot. Did he win the Cracker Barrel Challenge? No, Darby did. No. Yes? Jimmy Havoc? I think it might have been Jimmy Havoc, actually. <laughs> they kept saying I that I think that's shit. his one win. In the, oh, in the my AWC. God. I forgot to mention from this week of freaking Dynamite. Did you the freaking bronze medal tag match? So cool. Where they actually had they bronze get medals. medals. And when they cut to the SEU. third place. Did you see that they were wearing first place medals? <laughs> no. I didn't <laughs> they see They were that. indeed. Oh they were indeed. God, you know what that means in the back? Stop it. Lucha Brothers have silver medals. <laughs> okay, moving on. Moving on. So, yeah, I think Spears, Spears is definitely, he's on that trajectory Nonsense. to uh, get into some kind of title picture, All I assume. Right. He need, I feel the gimmick needs a bit more work, but I still love Telly Blanchard. Uh, yeah. Adam Hangman Page versus Pac. Oh, Pac. man. Excuse me, Pac the best. No, Pac. Is it Pac? Pac. Okay, Pac. It's not like X-Pac. Do you like it when they, whenever Tony Schiavone says the bastard, and then JR's like, they're going to find us for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, uh, 99 out of 100 times, Pax promo on Adam yeah. Page from a, from Dynamite would have been the best promo of the night. Until there was like five that Except were really good. <laughs> Cody's promo. Yeah. Right? But pa- the promo that Pac cut on Adam Page about he's going to embarrass him again, or he's going to make... I'm going to make an example of you. Oh, he's his again. He's, where is he from again? He's England. There's a specific, whatever that accent is from that part. It's it's I, we talked about this uh, privately, but it's it's so perfectly fit mm. for his physique, for his attitude, for his uh, uh, just his entire demeanor. And then I uh, what I mentioned to you again is like I think back to when he was in WWE. He was great in NXT as Adrian Neville. And then he went up to Raw, graduated NXT, and got immediately put into some shitty superhero. To a purple cape. A purple cape. Purple. I actually like the purple trunks. But the purple cape to where uh, he'd come out and his name was just Neville now because Vince McMahon doesn't like first names on his uh, European wrestlers. Cesaro went Cesaro. through that. And there's, many, there's many examples of this. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, just to see that and then you then you watch AEW or you watch his work in uh, is it Lionsgate or Noah? No, he was in Noah. In yeah, Japan. I think right. Um, after W, after he left WWE, and you yeah. watch that, and it's like, oh, there's his potential. That's him. I mean, he was doing that before WWE as well. I just didn't know him, but yeah. now that I do, it's like, all right, the fucking he can do it all. Here. He can do it all. So with that in mind, who's winning this match against Page? It's so tough, but uh, I think Adam Page wins. He evens the score uh, because Pac beat him on TV, uh, and I think that. Page needs the win. He does. More than Pac does right but, now. Yeah, and I agree. And they that. can then set up a rubber match down the road. I think what well, some kind of rubber match that might happen is uh, this win will start getting Page's win streak yeah. happening. Yeah. Get him in the title picture. Eventually, whenever he does become champion, because mm-hmm. I think he will, mm-hmm. um, that's when Pac comes back and really mm. just tries to destroy him to get that title. I want to see a Pack t- championship run. Personally. Me too. I want Squ- all squash matches the whole time. <laughs> I want to see Pack do <laughs> absolutely anything. everything because he is just an unbelievable performer. A vulgar display of talent. <laughs> oh, also when he said, 
I heard your naughty swear word. He's <laughs> <laughs> so good. He's the best. Oh, I love him. Okay, so the next match is the first championship match of the night. It's for the women's championship of Riho versus uh, uh, Sakura. Emi Sakura. Uh, Emi Sakura, yeah. which is her uh, teacher. Yes. Riho's her protege, which I love those kinds of stories. And what th- this week in Dynamite, what Sakura showed me was that she's a little shithouse. And she's much, bur- like, not burly, but, like, she's more shithouse than we've seen so far in AEW. And she can really lay it down hard. I don't know what it was about. I mean, I guess Emi Sakura specifically. But uh, the AEW women's division in general, that yeah. tag match was so good. Yeah. so uh, Head and shoulders above, in my opinion, above anything that has taken place in the AEW women's division so far. I agree, and I was thinking this tag match that I'm really not fully on board with the women's division in AEW mm. just because the competition is stacked with fucking talented women. Sasha Banks and... and oh, and, and NXT and yeah. WWE. Um, yeah. And, and Becky Lynch and, and whatnot and fucking Charlotte Flair I love. But uh, up until, yeah, up until last night's uh, or Wednesday's match, uh, that tag match, it's like I was very concerned with the women division yeah. but then seeing uh is it pronounced shanna or shana shanna it's shanna, shanna i think she, i she fucking ruled she ruled she man she kicked ass and i thought the finish was so creative and so clever yeah with uh emmy going for the lamastral and then riho reversing it mm-hmm. and then emmy putting lamastral on again and yeah. it was just like it looked so legit that pinning combination and Riho was just trapped. She had nowhere yeah. to go. And there was and the champion got pinned I know, by yeah. her challenger so here's, for Saturday. Here's what I've been thinking. So because I've been so trained by WWE and their things, that pin on Riho tells mm-hmm. me Riho wins. But that hasn't like those kind of predictions haven't happened in AW so far. Uh-huh. The team I say is going to win. Uh-huh. Sometimes they lose. It's like the Lu- not Lucha Brothers. Well, yeah, the Lucha Brothers against SCU lost. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pack beating or Kenny losing all the goddamn time. Yeah. Um, that just tells me that I can't. Ex- I can expect the unexpected. I mean, Adam Page has lost several times. It's true. Yeah. You know, they're really hard on the good guys here yeah. in AW, which is a good thing, I think. But I do think Riho's going to win. But I would not be surprised if they shock me. And, um, and yeah, I think Riho too. I think that they'll need to. Uh, I mean, I, I think it was very smart to have uh, Sakura pin her to establish this credibility. Mm-hmm. Also, Amy Sakura looked, uh, I, I don't know, five or six times better than any other appearance that I've seen her in AEW so yeah. far. She looked fantastic. She looked like. You know, she's in the prime of her career, basically. Can't stand her queen gimmick, though. I love it. I love that she came out and with I a Freddie Mercury her, mustache. Because that's awesome. I wish she would have wore it the entire match. Oh, my um, but God. But I, I, I can't stand her music. I do like when she's <laughs> she's revving up doing the bump, bump, like yeah, the queen song the, that the people sort of booing it you. because she's yeah. the bad guy. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, don't, I saw I looked at her face and I'm like, oh, I don't think she expected that. Yeah. <laughs> but it was cool. But I do think Rio's going to win. Me too. Uh, the next match is the tag match, which I'm excited for. It's SCU as the champions oh. uh, versus Lucha Brothers versus Private Party, who won the third place thing last night. Tough. There or this week. 
Um, I'll tell me mine then if you can think about it. I yeah, think, go I ahead. I think SCU is going to win. Uh-huh. I would love the Lucha Brothers to be cha- – any of these teams I think are would be great champions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you're going to see a pattern with the next few matches. I think champions in AEW are going to be champions for a while. Like they're going to have runs. It makes sense, right? Because yeah. that would differentiate them from – For sure. WWE? Yeah. Uh, what do you think? I agree with you. If you uh, – I, I think it's tough to say, but I think that SEU will retain. That's probably what I would do as well uh, simply because Kazarian has so many miles on him. Yeah. Let's go ahead and have SCU uh, – as silly as the gimmick is. <laughs> Let's go ahead and have SCU have the belts for six months and uh, really establish them as credible champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then allow the Lucha Brothers, the Young Bucks, um, Private Party uh, to chase them. I, Private yeah. Party is the team that you can wait on as long as you want. Right? They got plenty of time. They have so much time. And, and I hate saying that because I feel like whenever I say it, it's like going to put a hex on them and something bad's going to happen. Oh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, I agree with that. But anyway, they're a young team, the exciting team. They have a lot of, we hope. Uh, productive years in front of them. Yeah. So, yeah, let's go with SCU retaining the belts. Okay, so the next one is uh, just a, a, a grudge match here. The Young Bucks versus uh, Santana Ortiz and Ortiz. Uh, I think they said Pride and Powerful powerful and Pride or whatever their name is once on the show last night, but I don't know if it's stuck yet because it's not on there. It doesn't say it when they show their they show the card. It still says their last names. I hope that that changes. continues to stay. That No, I hope that it, until they find a, a good, good name. That's what I'm saying, yeah. It stays Santana and Ortiz. So you don't like Pride and Powerful? Pride and order? Powerful is not my favorite thing. <laughs> it's horrible. No, uh, I mean, if they like it, cool. Go for <laughs> it, man. But I would prefer, uh, I told you, uh, I'm not sure what Psychopaths is in oh, Spanish, God, but so Chris good. Jericho called them two Psychopaths. Yeah. So the Psychopaths Ooh. would be, I, I would love that. Um, I, there's got to be something out there that isn't Pride and Powerful. <laughs> Is it called Pride and Powerful? Are we just saying that because Pride and Prejudice is in our heads? You hang on. Why did you I didn't start say anything? <laughs> I didn't say shit. You messaged me and said they're called Pride and Powerful now. What do you want? So let's cut all this wee shit, okay? Because I didn't. I'm taking your word for it. But now I know I need to fact check. I need to be Snopes. I need to be fucking Snopes with I you. I need you to take this dive with me. I can't Good do it alone. God. Right, let's, a, let's blast these matches. I have a journalism degree. <laughs> so I was going to school for that, but then I stopped. Good. Uh, I fin- anyway, uh, I think uh, uh, Young Bucks are going to lose again. I think uh, Inner Circles, uh, unless you're unless you're Sammy, I think you're going to keep winning as the Inner Circle. Me too. I yeah, Sammy's I think Santana Ortiz. Yeah, I think Santana and Ortiz win. You need to really establish those guys as Badasses. First official match? Oh. No, they were in a three way no. tag. And, and they had a squash match early, too. Okay. Yeah. This is the first match of note, I would say. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Um, we'll, do, we'll do the championship match because I think the main event actually is Moxley versus Omega because it's lights out. Right. So, uh, but so for the, the AEW World Championship, the technically the main event. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jericho, champion versus Cody, which you talked about. Yeah. Jericho's obviously winning. Le champion. Mm hmm. And I think it's interesting because in the promo, Cody says if he loses, he'll never challenge for the belt again. Yeah. So a long, a long tail prediction for me is that he's, of course, going to lose to Jericho. Jericho's got to keep that momentum going until he's tired and needs to go on tour with Fozzie. And uh, <laughs> fucking Fozzie. And then, okay, I could sing that forever. Anyway. <laughs> inside. All I know is inside. <laughs> inside. 
and you can't do that. Oh God, I'm dead. Anyway, Jericho's gonna win for sure. Cody's gonna be removed from the title picture forever until a face has the belt and wants to face versus face Cody versus whoever the championship is champion. And Cody's been like, I said I would never do it, but you want me to? I'll come into the max. What? That's right. But I that think this is years down the that line. That could never happen never. in you pro wrestling. You can't say something and don't then you, totally reverse don't it. Don't you remember when Macho Man had to retire after he lost the Warrior? I do. Don't you remember when Flair had to retire after he lost the Hogan? These things are real. They ha- they uh, These are ironclad agreements. Yeah, they can't the just sign? go back on your word. <laughs> yeah, Jericho's obviously going to win, and Cody's obviously going to get another shot at the belt at some point. Yeah. So, with that said... Final lights out match is unsanctioned. Anything can happen. John Moxley mm-hmm. versus Kenny Omega. I'm so pumped for this match. Me too. <laughs> I don't know who's gonna win. I think I know. Think it's Moxley. Yes. Yeah. I think it's Moxley. Do you think? Do you think? They, yeah. I, I. I do like. So. So they did a weird gimmick thing with with Kenny. I just really hurt myself just now. <laughs> I poked myself in the face <laughs> with my thumb. This one, this is staying. So just for the record, <laughs> listeners, I'm the one that's had a beer. Bo has had not, <laughs> Bo has had water, <laughs> and he's poking himself in I'm the face. I'm fucking jazz. Uh, I think uh, Kenny will keep losing. So they had that weird thing. His, his like character change. They were trying to make him a bit crazy, which to me it didn't play well. It seemed insensitive. Are you me. talking about the uh, being the elite stuff where he's was kind of oh. crazy on camera? Oh, okay. Not. So I didn't see that. I'm just talking about the video package where it was like the RPG. Um, oh, it was under video on on Dynamite where there was the all the the text the dialogue, yeah, asking him if he remembers his friends, if he remembers his best friend. That was Ibushi. all based off of definitely the stuff from being the elite. Oh, okay. Um, which um, the gist of it is that he's been losing, uh-huh. and in some of the being the elite videos, and like he's answering users' questions. He's like the, he'll keep the camera running, and he doesn't know it's running, and he starts talking trash and kind of crazy and. And, and, and scatterbrain and whatnot. And it seemed like just a mental disorder gimmick thing, and I didn't. Mm. I was not on board with it at all. Mm, yeah, but I think yeah. they've kind of pulled that back a bit. Yeah. Um, but I do think he's going to keep losing. So and Moxley is going to just destroy him, and then he, I think he's going to want to fight him again yeah. in a normal match yeah. so that he can get a win. He's pissed off that the win loss record doesn't count. For this See, match. I can't wait for because they're teasing it, teasing it, teasing it. The return of the cleaner. Mm-hmm. The return of the cleaner. The return of the cleaner. Uh, and I'm totally on board with Kenny losing as much as he needs to until he snaps. Yeah. And he gets so frustrated that he uh, delves into that dark part of his personality and dyes his hair gray again God. and turns on the Young Bucks, and that's a fun program Yeah, for I hope that with this being the, the elite stuff where he's kind of going crazy, that's... Last like three weeks, it had that hasn't happened. It has since he came out with the broom covered in barbed wire yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that angle has been left to the wayside. But I think that angle that I didn't like on being the elite got him to the point where the cleaner's back. That's mm. what I think happened. Now mm. the cleaner's back, but with a barbed wire broom, and that's cool. It's lame, but it's cool. <laughs> it's so silly. <laughs> anyway, so that's our predictions for that. Uh, remember, I said we want to do this quick. It's not. <laughs> it's been forty minutes. <laughs> Also, did we uh what did we forget? No, no, no. Did we have um the exact same predictions for every match? Yeah. Damn. 
we're hive mind. All right. <laughs> if we're wrong, we're both wrong. Anyway. So you remember when I yelled, is it shit house? We didn't we didn't do if it was shit house. <laughs> <laughs> we just we just we just told <laughs> We're we, so tired. We just told the listeners what the jingle was gonna what the sound cue was gonna be for Is It Shit House? And then we didn't do Is It Shit House. All right, we're gonna skip Is It Shit House. No, because I have week. one for you. Okay, all right, give it to me. Because I don't think you got one for me, did you? Time to see if it's shit house. No, I, I got, I got a little something for you. All right, we'll do it real quick because yeah. this is gonna be easy. So I saw this on Twitter earlier today. It's a uh, Japanese artist Yumi Nakano. Uh, he or she, uh, it's all Japanese characters, and there's no pictures besides this. So they uh, creates hamster figurines that look like yummy loaves of bread. So tell me, <laughs> are these, are these shit house? It's so stupid. I've, <laughs> I've made a mockery of this bit. <laughs> okay, hang on. Explain. They're, they're actually loaves of bread, or they're just figurines? See, they're not. Okay. They just look like are it. they? What are they, ceramic? I don't know. I have no idea. Again, it's all in Japanese. All right, it's not shithouse. Okay. That's not shithouse. Do you wish that they were bread, though? If they were bread, they might be more shithouse. I think so. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. That's why I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'll post this on Twitter. They're really cute. So my example uh, for you, uh, 17 years ago, this is an easy one. This is a sort of a rhetorical question since your, yours was actually very good, I have to say. <laughs> I love what you did. I didn't, I, mine, mine is much easier right. than what you presented to me. Uh, about 17 years ago, the first Elimination Chamber match took place. Uh, and I was reading on ESPN.com. Every once in a while, I'll check their WWE coverage for funsies and they had kind of an oral history of that first match and okay. the structure and all the guys being like we just showed up the day of and there what triple h was like yeah i kind of drew it on a cocktail napkin and then somebody else designed it yeah. and we looked at it and we were like a re- like a wrestling person did not build this for sure because everything doesn't make a noise and it all hurts like hell <laughs> In that match, though, very early on, Rob Van Dam jumps off one of the pods. Now, this is before they elevated the top of the Elimination Chamber cage. Now, so that that uh, it's like twice as high, so that Kalisto okay. and everybody can just like do as many flips as they yeah. want. And yeah, it's all good. But before, uh, I believe Jericho said uh, it was not tall enough to actually stand on, but it was almost tall enough to stand on. <laughs> The pods without hitting your head on the top so of the cage. you think Tony was up there? That's why his posture is so, so <laughs> Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Keep going. So Van Damme jumped on, uh, climbed on top of one of the pods and jumped on Triple H for five-star frog splash. I don't know if you know this, but he uh, had to sort of alter his movement, and it was you know not how he normally did it. And he ended up coming down with all of his weight on his shin across Triple H's throat. Hunter, right? So this is also, I want to say that this is also 20 years since the Montreal Screwjob. Yeah. My, my least shithouse moment of all time. Triple H almost redeems himself for his involvement in the Montreal Screwjob by continuing 
to not only participate in the match, but kind of be the guy who's like in charge. Who's the ring general of that Of match, the yeah. match. Like so much went wrong in this match. But anyway, Triple, and he had to spend the night in the hospital or whatever. But Triple H getting his throat crushed by Rob Van Dam's <laughs> five-star frog splash in the first ever Elimination Chamber match. Is it shithouse? 100%. It's so shithouse. 10%. God, it's shithouse. At shit what house. point in the match did that happen? So early. <laughs> we should watch that match. Okay. Okay. We'll put that on the list. It's so funny, too, because he was like, apparently he said he, he was like, he was pissed off that he had to go to the hospital. And yeah. he was like, you know, I, hang on, let me do my best, Paul. I, uh, I don't want to spend the night in the hospital. Uh. <laughs> I don't know if y'all know this, but like. Triple H just showed up. Mike left the room. <laughs> so You know, um, I don't think that me spending the night in the hospital is going to do any good. Yeah. Uh, the doctor told him, okay, if you want to go home, what's going to happen is you'll fall asleep, and, oh, then, no. and then your throat will swell up in the middle of the night, and you will die. You will choke to death. And, that and he said, so do you want to go home? And Triple H said, uh... Actually, no. No, I think I'll be good here. So he stayed overnight. They did some <laughs> stuff, and he got on a plane the next day, and uh, big Paul Levesque lives and breathes to this day. Thank God, because God bless that man for giving us NXT. Yeah, because NXT is actually enjoyable to watch. So, so I love good. It. Um, I think that that's it. We're going to roll right into Joel here. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, coming to the ring, standing at five foot nine, and weighing a cool and crisp 160 pounds, hailing from Rainy Rockwood, Oregon, he's today's guest, How do you feel? How did you feel about that? Oh, it's so good to hear my goal weight and my goal height in the same <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Joel. The show, the show. I think I tried that joke on Slack and oh, it didn't it work. It doesn't work in Hebrew. I, <laughs> go Joel, the other Joel. direction. Bo doesn't have enough oxygen to his I brain right I'm, now. <laughs> Take a breath, bud. I was standing up for that and I am very, very uh, out of shape. Well, we general. record in a safe way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, knee pads, yeah. elbow pads. We really gear up for the show. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like a, the grocery store. No, I meant the grocery <laughs> store. Not safely, but we also were safe. Okay. Condoms. We're off to a great start. Anyway, Joel, hi. Hey. How are you? Who are you, Joel, to us? Uh, oh, I mean, I can't define that for you. I That's thought true. friend, but here I am. That's fair. Oh, is it, Mike? <laughs> That's fair. I Yeah, I think so. I think that... You started out as a friend, <laughs> and now you're an accessory. Oh, that, that feels most accurate. We've exited acquaintance. If you're, I could wear you on my hip, I would. Oh, thanks, Bo. You're yeah. an accomplice now. That sounds... I, I'm being re-registered. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm in Saboteur with, with both of you. You're both in yeah. an improv group, Saboteur. That's right. I'm in it with you. Um, as of right now, nobody has fired me from it. I don't know who is the ability. If both Brian's vote together, they can. They're very powerful. When they <laughs> the Senate and the Congress. Um, Tally, our team captain, has relinquished power three times. I don't know what his deal is. 
Yeah. So does he keep sending it off and then taking it back and sending it off and taking it back? He keeps getting reassigned to him. Okay. Somebody <laughs> so else I don't want this. It. I don't want this. <laughs> Anyway, we're just, <laughs> no, it's never been any one of us. <laughs> we're just the three, yeah, no, we're just God, the no. three jokers no. over here. No. Yeah, He's like, like, even he if we had a quorum to like decide something, <laughs> we still wouldn't get to. <laughs> we'd post it and it would get. Da- we'd it vote would, against it. It'd get down. <laughs> oh, I don't like what we did here. No, I don't like this. That, Disregard. That might be history. I think we did do that for our group name. Special. <laughs> anyway, so you're welcome to the show. We're very excited to have you here because you you have a have a. Uh, not a hate for wrestling. No. Not a love. But uh, like no. a, a known indifference. An right? experience. Oh, yeah. yeah. An informed indifference. Okay. Get, tell us about why it's informed. Um, I had a big wrestling uh, period in uh, middle school. And then, like, basically it coincided with puberty. Like, as soon as I entered puberty for real, I lost uh, wrestling access. I've actually heard a lot of people that happens to them like when they go into high school right because they want to seem uh not lame anymore oh yeah and when we were younger you wrestling well still I mean, people think it's lame we don't but lots of no. people thought it was lamer back then i feel yeah or no they didn't but they they didn't want to they thought everyone else did so they're trying to hide it because they want to want to date people i mean also scared. in their defense it is lame it is very <laughs> it's lame. super it's lame, super lame. <laughs> but right. it's not fake i feel like in in middle school, there was the whole conversation about why do you like wrestling? It's fake. And that seems, having watched it, irrelevant. Like, who the fuck cares? It's yeah. a production. Right. It's all fiction. Right. Yeah. This book's fake. You read books? <laughs> <laughs> this didn't really happen. There is no holding call These, field. This author, you like, they like know how it ends. So, like, why are you reading? <laughs> yeah. uh, give me some years, though. Give me some okay. years on what middle school meant for you because Bo and I are old men. Sure. Um, 2012 to 2018. <laughs> Wait, how old are you, really? I'm not much younger than You're you guys. You're terrible. <laughs> Tell us the real years. Uh, that was 2002 to 2005. You were in middle school? I was in middle school. I'm, I'm, I'm 28. Okay. And in Oregon, that's that means not, That can't six, be seven, right, eight. math. No, that's real. 2005, because I was in middle school from like... 91. 90... <laughs> Oh my! Yeah, 2003. No. no, but it starts with a 90. Okay. It was a 91. Oh, but 2002 is not. All right. 97, 98, 99 is middle school for me. Oh, you're 48. I didn't. Oh. I went to. I was in the Reynolds yeah. School District. Almost like, favorite. are we gonna suplex like, you after well, the I show? Think, I think our math skills we, right now are illustrating why we are not in charge. Sure. Of any decision making. Um, we're suplexing Joel. Okay. Okay. So the my wrestling experience dates specifically to late PS1, early PS2. Because I had the second SmackDown game. Oh. Somebody gave it to me, just the jewel case. <laughs> it was I don't know where he where he got it. Some stolen copy of the right. sm- second of SmackDown game. Obviously. <laughs> and then I and you could unlock um you could do matches in the background. Like you could make the computer face each other and then unlock wrestlers as you played. So I did that. The computer would just like on a Saturday would just do matches and I just click X for hours and I unlocked Cactus Jack. I unlocked cause you had mankind in that one, but you you could get Cactus Jack and Brother Love and uh, Probably dude love, dude love, dude love. Yeah, brother love. Brother is, love was a guy. Is that though. a real guy? Yeah. And isn't dude love inspired from brother love? Oh. No, dude. Dude love is Mick Foley's like original uh, yeah. gimmick incarnation of like yes. what he wanted to be as a pro wrestler. Dude love was Bruce Pritchard brother playing love. a yeah brother love. Sorry, 
Reverse it. So much love. Love, you know? brother. <sighs> oh, love brother love was Bruce Prichard playing a televangelist oh, in the early nineties, oh, late suit, 80s, early nineties, the white suit, white, 90s, with the white white suit and the well. and the red face. He's in charge of SmackDown um, Creative. He he's the, that was a WWF, not a WCW production. Right. Correct. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Whoa. We got Good active guy. fact check, live fact check. <laughs> I'm gonna ask for facts throughout so this. Mike is kind of he has more of the of of the facts. Yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna say I have more of the passion because that's obviously not true either. <laughs> but you have a. I have the. I have the have knee pads. It might be more than. I think Bo. So okay, here. I think I know. Sadly, I know more about wrestling history than Bo does. Yeah. But I think Bo likes wrestling more than I do. Oh, you have a. Okay, you dislike. I it. like wrestling, but at times I hate wrestling. So 2002 to 2005. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's an interesting. Um, that's an interesting moment. End of the Rock, start of Brock Lesnar. Yeah, it's almost Kurt like Angle. You this this era that you're in here uh, sucks for the most <laughs> part. Doesn't yeah. it not? Yeah, I didn't watch it, so I'm assuming it sucks. Uh, well, there was some good stuff. Like there was there was a uh, you know I mean Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle wrestled each other. Yeah, much. like yeah, how could you go wrong there? That was. A mag- magnificent. That's how, right, the moonsault. It was it tried a shooting star press. That's what it was. Yeah, and apparent. I think, uh, I think he didn't want to do it, and he said like somebody kind of talked. You know, Kurt Angle suggested no. no. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar okay. almost broke his neck. I think. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Was, and that's quite a neck to break. Yeah, it's real. Yeah, it's twenty of, twenty-five inch neck. <laughs> twenty-five inch, uh, and that's a radius. It's a fifty-inch yeah. diameter. Yeah, that's right. I <laughs> forgot to. I did this with Brian last last week too, though. But, Which one? Sorry. Uh, Brian, tall Brian. Cool. Hey, welcome to the shit house. <laughs> oh yeah, welcome to the shit house. <laughs> we we want. It's gonna be a thing. So I gotta say it to make yeah, it. Yeah, we have to make. Okay. Uh, we're in Bo's shit house. Let's so, do it uh, together. Okay. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the shit, shit house. Oh, uh, thanks. We'll guys. work on it. We'll, we'll, we'll get it. Is we'll that the name it. of the podcast? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> we'll get it. It'll be something. So we're in, if you if anyone hears uh, tiny noises, uh, there's like two animals by us and near us as well. Two animals. There's a loud fridge. I can't believe we didn't record at my place. Well, I mean, the fridge. I mean, well, hopefully we'll edit this part out, but the fridge should be corrected with the this part staying in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, what gear? Name all the or is the gear podcast oh, right? Zoom, but yeah, from a creative standpoint, uh, from a creative. From a creative standpoint, 2002 to 2005 is not regarded as like the zenith of WWF creative, but sure. there was a lot of good stuff. Like there were some high spots. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, pretty much oh. everything Eddie Guerrero did during yeah. that time. Lesnar, Kurt Angle, um, R- when, RVD. This is RVD. All the WCW people are in the fold at this point. Yeah, yeah Booker T did some really good uh, stuff. Booker T, March first, Big Pisces. Booker T. Oh, I was like, I was like in a if you got, if y'all could have seen the faces we just gave Joel, like, what are you talking what? about? That's the day he was born. Okay, cool, cool. Now we it's have also to the look. day I was born. Oh, uh, happy birthday! Thank you. Yeah, we're not Justin gonna... Bieber, Booker T. Famous people. That's interesting. Do you, does anybody? Because I know I, the only famous person that I know that you guys aren't gonna know that was born on my birthday is Hicks and Gracie. I don't know who that is. Yeah, fact check. I have no idea. Do you have anyone famous born on um, your birthday? September 4th. Nope. No birthdays. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask you what day you were born. It's actually a I didn't, I didn't say, hey, Bo, hey, Bo, what day were you born? I'm wondering <laughs> which of conceived? which of the 365 was it? 
That wasn't the question. The question was, do you have anyone famous also born on the day you were born? And yeah. you said, and you said, oh, well, uh, September 4th. <laughs> it's unreal. I don't know. Ne- this is never going to work. This podcast is never going to work. Know who was born besides me. That, then that's all you had to say. No one gives a shit that you were born on September 4th or whatever. This feels like a shit house. <laughs> It's already a shit house. We haven't even got to the match, and it's already a shit house. Anyway, so we sent you a questionnaire. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, actually, no. Before we do that, uh, who who would you say um, of all time would be your favorite wrestler? Yeah, who's your favorite wrestler? Oh uh, shit! <laughs> I, I didn't assume you'd ask. Um, yeah, you gotta it's say. Really? Uh, okay, I just googled wrestlers, and I have some answers. Um, when I, when I was on TV, Rey Mysterio was easily my favorite. When were you on TV? Um, I was in the background. No, I meant when I was watching it. Although I probably was in the background of SmackDown filmed at the Rose Garden. Oh, sick. Yeah. It's fun. I, only it, got, I don't think it was televised. When actually. live shows came through, they would never played in Portland. They like skipped Portland a lot back in when I was in high school. I sure. had to go up to Tacoma. At the Tacoma right. Dome to watch like Nitro or some shit. Yo. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Anyway, sorry. Can, who's your... Ray Mysterio, but in... I played a lot of the video games. I played Here Comes the Pain. Um... I played, uh, look at that guy over there. I played Shut Your Mouth. I played Brock Lesnar's um, Bombad uh, Racers. Um, and I would say Goldberg is my favorite wrestler to play. And that's an important question that I hope you keep uh-huh. asking people. Okay, we'll definitely yeah. will. Okay, okay, no, that's great. Who's your favorite wrestler to watch? Mm-hmm. Ray? Ray, Ray Mysterio. Great, great choice. Junior. Also, yeah, right, Junior. Uh I totally forgot to mention him during that era because he was also doing some really sweet stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then your favorite player to play in a video game mm-hmm. is Goldberg. Yeah. I Correct. think those are great answers. Those are very good answers. Oh, those thank are you. good answers. Well, I'm a big also Tori Wilson fan for a different reason. All right. So, Joel, we gave you a questionnaire to choose the match we're going to be showing you here soon. Um, and that questionnaire, I'm not going to go through the answers, but... Because you had that wrestling history and whatnot, or, or liked it back then, we picked for you a more uh, modern match just to show you like what's happening now. Okay. And it's a really good match. It's uh, DIY, which is a team. Excuse me. It's hashtag DIY was oh, their okay. name. It's a team of uh, Tommaso Ciampa and uh, Johnny Gargano, who, <clears throat> to me, Mike, you can step in anytime if yeah. I get stuff wrong. No, go ahead. So this is. Uh, in uh, NXT, which is WWE's like developmental brand, sure. But these days, it's kind of almost its own third brand, opposite SmackDown and Raw. And uh, NXT has been great for like five or six years, just top stuff. And Johnny Gargano and uh, Tommaso Ciampa were two of the indie guys that came off the indie scene to WWE through NXT that actually kept their names, which is rare because when people come to WWE, they usually get new names so they can market that name. But they actually came with their names from the indies, which is really weird and strange. And then the team opposite of them, the Revival, are this homegrown team through NXT. They're an NXT team. And okay. it's almost like these two competing ideas of homegrown versus indie. And uh, one team is a bunch of high-flying stuff and whatnot. And the other team is like shithouse wrestling, which Mike and I love, um, where they're just beefy men that are will kick your ass. And they'll, they don't want to do flips. They just want to punch you in the face. This is basically Goldberg versus Rey Mysterio. Kind of. It's like two different sort styles. Of, not yeah. just weight class, but it's like different Id- idioms of wrestling. Also, I can't... I'm sorry. I w- uh, to be honest with you, I wasn't listening as closely as I should have to your <laughs> description of the match because I couldn't stop thinking about what Joel's 
WWE name would be if he got signed. Whoa. And I came up with Harv Saxon. Because I'm, I'm white. Harv Saxon. And I am a Weinstein. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> not at all. Okay, good. You're not. You're right. I just think it's Harv, not my name. Harv is it's a, a good funny name first you don't name. Hear very That's a much. shitty first name. Harv, Harv, Harv Saxon. Can, can we upgrade it to Harm Saxon? Nope. <laughs> What no. about Harv the Harm Saxon? Ooh, <laughs> yeah, that's my second iteration. But it's spelled H-Arm. And like, what does the H mean? <laughs> H-bomb. Anyway. Hell. <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So we were fact-checking you. Fact so this check. match uh, takes place in 2016 at one of NXT's events or pay-per-views called TakeOver Toronto in <laughs> Toronto. Um, so yeah, we're going to weird if it was in Texas <laughs> or Toronto, Oregon. It's the Texas flag when instead of a star, it's the maple leaf. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> and, uh, this match. I love it. Um, it's, it's two teams doing at their best. Uh, we'll, we'll watch some promo stuff here in a second, but yeah. this match is, it's a two out of three falls match, mm. um, for the tag team belts, NXT tag champ belts and the revival are the current champions. And DIY has been chasing them back and forth. They've won it. They've lost it. It's been this huge chase. Um, but we're like, yeah, they've two, been getting close, half, been I getting think. close. And then just when you think DIY is going to win the belts, some shit happens and they don't win it. Yeah. And they don't. And this is like their last chance. This is like the last time that the revival is going to give them a shot at the belts. Yeah. And it's fucking two out of three falls, which is just Mike's favorite. Magic. <laughs> I love two out of three falls matches. Okay. Do you know what that I means? I can guess it based yeah. on the numbers. Yeah. But as you know, I'm locally educated, so I, I don't right. have a strong grasp. <laughs> Did you go to public school? Yeah. Me a too. Public Oregon school? Yeah. Right. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to, uh, uh, there's uh, two out of three falls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the only part I guess. Outside of that, I'm like, so it's not just one fall. Usually matches yeah. one fall yeah. and you raise the leg. <laughs> I almost yeah. spit out my water. So the, yeah. yeah, if you score the first fall, the match isn't over. There, You get a brief rest period, and then the match, uh, a new, essentially a new match restarts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you win that second one, the match is over. If your opponent wins it, then you go to a decisive third fall. Okay, That's that it. makes sense. Um, so in every one of these matches, every two out of three, there's always one team makes one fall and the other team makes the other fall. And then the third one's decisive. Not always. No. Not always. Uh, it, I would write it because yeah. there's drama in that. Mm-hmm. But if you do thesis, it. Thesis, antithesis, antithesis. There it is. Damn it. I was going to sound so smart. Public school. Public school. Yeah, definitely not ending this uh, And then out. synthesis. Yeah. But I'll slow it down next time. Yeah. There but, won't be a next time because you fucked true. up. And I, I just up. said next time. So it's late. Next We're recording time. pretty late, everyone. Next time. Anyway, uh, what were you going to say, Mike? Oh, just, yeah, sort of, uh, in general, that is the most dramatic way to to do the match. But if you do it that way every time, then you lose a little bit of the fun. So sometimes it's really great to have the team win two straight falls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'm tracking. How many hammers are underneath the uh, mat? In in this match, Uh, I think there's zero hammers. There's probably three, but none come out. (laughs) Folding chairs are under there. Oh, everything's under there. Yeah. It's just, I don't think any of it comes out. There might be a table in this match. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Okay. Anyway, we're going to get into it. uh, So we'll see you on the other side. 
Ladies and gentlemen, NXT God's Country is off to a magnificent start as thousands of Toronto's most boisterous hosers hum and squawk in raucous but polite anticipation for tonight's two out of three falls tag team championship contest. Like two ropey college freshmen who have become best friends after randomly being paired up in their chemistry lab, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano stride to the ring, serenaded by their excellent walkout music and the adulation of 20,000 maple syrup-soaked maniacs. Johnny is the constant fuck-up of the team. Johnny's a little guy? Yeah. Yeah. That looks like Jim Caviezel. (laughs) He does. Johnny does look like Jim Caviezel. The traditional Canadian cheerfulness is short-lived, however, as the festive salutations soon transmogrify into a tidal wave of venomous disapproval for both the NXT Tag Team Champions and their embarrassing excuse for a theme song. Oh, I love this. We go hard all day, all night. We're a proud set of people who be ready to fight and go hard. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. It's so good. With everyone's championship belts and jackets and custom homemade t-shirts now removed from their bodies, the contrast in size and physique between the two teams is even more pronounced. While DIY could surely supplement their income by securing weeknight bookings at their local Chippendales, the same cannot be said for the revival, whose options are no doubt limited to moving pianos and appearing at adult birthday parties as Arn Anderson impersonators. So they, they actually have a body type that I've seen before. They look like two white rikishis. Oh, okay. They're, they're built low. They're, they're yeah. like, they're yeah. centered around their yeah. middle. Yeah, they got a real low center of gravity. <laughs> yeah. they, they have. They flip. They should not flip. No, they have the shithouse body. As the match begins, Dawson and Gargano exchange beautiful wrestling maneuvers before DIY floors both of the champions with a pair of perfectly synchronous stereo drop kicks. Our two slender and smooth-chested challengers impose their will now upon the flabby, gold-thirsty troll champions, fusing beauty and skill into a torrent of irresistibly attractive offense. Oh, he's shithousing him right there. Very good, Joel. You might become the third, the third host. Is that a real? Is that a real term, though? No, no. Oh, all right. No, that's Bo's beautiful creation. 
Little Johnny now summons up all of the cuteness and wrestling knowledge in his five foot four inch frame and dives like a wild mongoose toward his prey. But the cagey Dawson awaits his arrival like a plump but peckish cobra, ensnaring his overextended attacker and vaulting him overhead where his partner's fat and hairy knees collide violently with the nice beard that Johnny has been growing since he was in the seventh grade. Oh, oh, that's their, that's their uh, finisher. I forget what it's called. It's called the Shatter Machine. Yeah, it's a real shit house name. The cover and the count are academic, ladies and gentlemen. The sudden and invincible Shatter Machine has claimed another victim and given our nefarious champions a 1-0 lead at the expense of both Johnny's consciousness and the feelings of these wonderful Canadian fans. Dang it, Gargano. Quite the loser. Put that note. (laughs) With the second fall now underway, the revival shows no pity for the pain, no doubt coursing through poor Johnny's tiny G.I. Joe body. The shithousing goes on for quite a while. In fact, far too long as far as this humble announcer is concerned. How can we allow this to continue? Surely Justin Trudeau can do something to reprimand these two cold-hearted American hamsteaks who so flagrantly are ignoring the rules of the ring. See, now they're cheating against uh, the refs. Uh, uh, there's the shithouse. Shit <laughs> like, and it feels like an older brother vibe. Champa's like, my friend, my friend. The ref's like, oh, I'm an idiot. Oh, so sweaty. Oh, my God. Cool, huh? Love all the sweat. The suffering proves temporary, however, as little Johnny finally reaches his partner, Champa, who is so mad it looks as though all 600 of his cranial veins are in danger of exploding simultaneously. He unloads all of his frustrations on the doughy tag team Medusa that so callously assaulted his best friend. Yeah, here we go. Champ is in. Champ is in. With Johnny regaining his strength and his wits, our heroes activate their best friend bracelets and converge on the helpless Dawson, crushing his skull between them like an overripe, hairless kiwi fruit. So that's their finisher. So you can assume what's going to happen. That's the knee concussion is its official name. And then that, that actually killed Dawson. Yeah, he's dead, so now it's one on two. <laughs> he has rigor mortis, and he's very strong. <laughs> All of our hopes and dreams now rest upon the result of this final fall, which both teams attack with the animalistic urgency of a mother polar bear slaughtering a young walrus to feed her young. The crowd is begrudgingly awestruck by the revival's picturesque tandem offense, but their Canadian hearts bleed only for those lovely young men who insist upon doing everything themselves. This is the end of it. Oh, no! (laughs) Whoa, there's a 15-year-old that was loving it in the audience. (laughs) What? (laughs) Fucking 
my god <laughs> as the crowd reaches a fever pitch gargano and champa live up to their namesake trapping the champions in a pair of surprising submissions and forcing them to relinquish both their pride and their hideous golden belts this is so good they're holding each other's <laughs> they're holding hands each other. Give up. You, you know why up. they are holding each other's hands? Because they don't let each other tap. It's so good, uh, but then they fail. They tap together. Johnny and Tom Tom are finally NXT champions. Canada's faith in the power of best friends has been restored. And tonight, the world will celebrate in tribute to the beautiful little bearded men whose dreams have finally come true. So we're back. Uh, we'll talk to you about what you think of the match here in a second. Um, Dave Meltzer, who's, yeah, a huge wrestling critic, the highest, most highly regarded. Virtually sense. the president of the United yeah. States. Yeah, virtually. With in, in, in importance. <laughs> anyway, so he gave this match. He has a, has a five-star system. He goes over it sometimes. But this match, he gave a four and a half out of five stars. So he almost super loved it. But our system, Joel... Is uh, graded a bit more thoroughly. We grade with shit houses, flippy flops, TI eighty six calculator, Melrose places, and uh, chaplains. Sure. So we're gonna do that for this match. All Great. three of us are each gonna give our ratings, and we're gonna use those ratings. Uh, we're gonna compile them together uh, for uh, unannounced thing that is fictional. So, who wants to start? I'd say my choice cut was the DDT. But I'd give two stars to... Uh, We're going in order as well. So if you're going out of order, I will destroy you. I was giving Chris Gow awards. <laughs> okay, you're great. Not real music. Oh, your choice day. cut. Your God choice cut it. was the, was the slingshot you. DDT. I like that. Okay, shithouse. Yeah, what's your shithouse rating for this match that you just watched? So I want to go... Did you look? No. I put it in your face. <laughs> <laughs> did you see my score? You it right now. <laughs> no, I'm not cheating <laughs> off of your in front of I'm not cheating <laughs> off oh, of your test. Oh, he gave it a test. three. I better give it a three, I too. Did. I'm going to give it a four out of five. Okay. We're out of five on these, right? Sure. Yeah. I think they could have had more. If it was just um, two tag teamers that were straight up only shithoused, I'd do five out of five. Because there was a lot of it. Both teams were shithousing each other. But I don't think it, it maxed out shithouse. There was a lot of other... Um, elements to watch, not just like two men slap each other. To the death. house wasn't completely filled with shit. Yeah, I'd say eighty percent. Okay, it's like a hoarder's. The hoarders used to live here, and they didn't clean, and there were animals left. Oh. Right. Nice. <laughs> four out of <laughs> perfect. Five. So four out of five. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, while I'm writing this down, what is your uh, score, Michael? So I have a, a similar mindset to Joel. I thought this was a really solid uh, shit housing from both sides. Uh, however, because it was it's a newer match, and so it's got a little bit more of the uh, kind of the beautiful aesthetic of the shit house instead of that uh, soaked in blood uh kind of uh you never know what's going to happen in the parking lot with the crowd yeah. in the 90 in the like right. 70s and 80s that kind of shit house uh i'm going to give it three and a half out of five 
Three and a half. Just because it had a, it was, it looked really hard hitting, and a lot of the <laughs> stuff the, the revival did was friggin' awesome. Um, but it just had this. It's got a little bit of a veneer of. It's got this little shininess. It's to got it. a WWE gloss. On yeah, it. it's got. A Even though NXT is kind of separate, it still yeah. has that tinge of. Okay. Yeah. Not as shitty as. Yeah. It so three and a half. Um, I think I'm gonna echo that statement, but I'm gonna give it a three. Just kind of. Mm-hmm. Right there in the middle, but not because that would be a two and a half. But I like it more than that. So a three. Um, I do think. Revival is the main shittier of houses. <laughs> Between the <laughs> between the two teams, but whenever they would dish it out, they got it given back to them by DIY. Yeah, um, which is why I think right in the middle is probably the best place for it to sit for me. All right. Well, now we go to TI eighty six calculators. We really we don't. You got a oh, we got a flippy flops. <laughs> You're right. Flippy flops. Do I get to do? Can I do flippy flops? Uh, I'll let's reverse it. So I'll start. Uh, I think uh, I g- give it. Probably the same. Flips three, I think. 2.5. Because I feel like... Bo always does this. I he says like, a number, and then he <laughs> realizes like, it's wrong. Let's do it. Nope. Bo's, I'd say five. He yeah. says a number, and then he realizes it's wrong. Because we, we, we don't go, oh, that's a great rating, Bo. Right. So he takes that silence We're to mean silent. that he's, yeah. he's incorrect. And yeah. so then he says a number please that is either lower or higher, depending on where <laughs> he thinks. Please he's accept made my scores. Will you guys accept my scores, please? Uh, what did I say? Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. You said three, and then you lowered it to two point five. <laughs> All right, so I give Flippy Floppies for this a two um, because. <laughs> He's gonna keep, now we, we can talk a little bit more and he's going to be down to one yeah. and a half. <laughs> I think. Did they even do flips in this match? Bo didn't, Bo didn't, didn't watch the match. Bo was back in his room. He's watching me as question marks. Yeah. Reading the Atlantic. I'm going to stick with my two because I think there, there could have been more, but uh, we didn't we didn't need the more of them. Because I think Revival, if Revival would have done a bit more outside of actual moves that were flips, maybe that would get the 2.5. But I think uh, two is a safe spot for it because... Uh, one point came from Gargano's flips. Did Champa do any flips? Attempted. One point five. We're going one point five for this one. I realized that I don't think Champa did any flips, so it's going down. All right. Anyway, one point five. Loved the flips that were there, but there weren't a lot of them. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, okay, I'm going to say. This match gets a because I I really can't recall a complete flip that was done in this match. Right. I'm having a hard time even thinking of one flip. They're I'd, outside of like springboard like crossbodies. Yeah, there's no flips. That's right. That's straight. There's no flips involved. I'm sorry. You know, there's like a, there's a little bit of high flying in this match, but really not. I'm gonna give it. A zero point five. <laughs> it's out of five. But you can go below one. That's right. I love that. Well, they, they didn't write their name there correctly. Was, so there was a, the one. there was a degree. It's like the SAT. You can't get lower than eight. No, you know you can get like a twenty one hundred on an SAT now. These is yeah, crazy. It's out of twenty four hundred. This is insane. Super and, and you're like colleges don't care, except you do have to do the ACT and the SAT. Oh my god! And then you do the GRE, and then you do your GED after that. What is this world? Okay. It's not. It's <laughs> <laughs> and that's your course of study. So there's a little bit of high flying in this match, but not very much. Uh, 0.5 for me. Okay. And I want clarification before I answer this. 
Did they fucking flip Joel? No, I think they did. Gargano <laughs> did a couple times. Gargano. Right. That's his okay. name. Gargano did a couple times. Several attempts. Um, but is any aerial action considered a flippy flop? For practical purposes, yes. It's just it, the majority of the time a, an aerial match is going to contain a lot of flips. Mm-hmm. But conceivably, you could have an aerial match that didn't have a lot of flips. It was just a lot of dives to the outside. Oh, okay. And, so dives are separate from flips. I was thinking any air action. Yeah, no, I, that, I think that, that is. The, this, the, okay. the, the spirit of this category is... Area. How much high time, flying? How stuff. much high flying stuff? Yeah, then I still—that's what I was considering, and I'd say two, two out of five. It was some. There wasn't. There was some diving. There was like an attempted tope suicide. People throwing each other. Don't through. say the move as if you know what it is, and I didn't tell you sure, what it it's meant. It's Japanese for <laughs> yeah, uh, running jump. Very good. Perfect. He got it right. Damn it. That's right. That's okay. weird. It's so different. False cognate. That's the phrase. If it sounds like something, but it isn't. Two out of five. What if I have? Well, so uh, let's move on to the the old uh, TI-86 calcs. What, what do you got for that one? Oh, Technical ability of uh, the match, of the so people in the match. I think this is the wrong answer. I have three out of five for that. Well, I think how the, did you get there? Maybe well, it'll be the right answer. Okay, I'll, oh, all right. Um, the loser team, um, what's their action? It's DIY. I just it's wrote okay. loser it doesn't matter. And also with your rating, Revival you, can always, you can always change it in a couple seconds if you don't feel... <laughs> Uh, as a we get we get we give you like the reaction that you're looking for. It's a, it's a cascading. The scores go down though. You can't, they go, can't go back up. No. You guys like that? DIY uh, three and a half out of no, DIY yeah. was victorious. The revival lost the losing lost team. the championship, which is weird because the losers were Gargano and Champ Champa. Well, he's throughout the entire story. Yes, kind of the loser yeah. of the bunch, and that's sort why the win is so special. Journey. Yes. Exactly. Um, he brought a lot of technicality, but I also thought Revival did. There was a lot of like, especially there's a f- flip and you could hear it in our tone, like who's on top, what's happening, this is homoerotic. That is TI-86. <laughs> yeah, totally. So that's, I think there was plenty of that, especially towards the end. Yeah. When there weren't shit housing and they weren't just standing looking wild-eyed, there was just technical wrestling. Three out of five. Three out of five. Got it. Mike? I'm going to go ahead and give this uh, a... I'm going to give it a four out of five on TI-86 calculators. Uh, the reason it doesn't get a perfect score for me is because, one, I think the Shatter Machine could have looked a little better mm. when the Revival hit it. Sometimes when they and hit that's it, the it only looks, one they hit it the looks just like a friggin' Mozart when they hit that thing. Uh, and then... It looks like a Mozart? It, Great. Yeah, it looks like... It sounds like a Rembrandt. It when they sounds do it. like a night at the opera. <laughs> this tastes like a like a postmodern sculpture artist that I don't know. It smells like an amuse bouche. What's that? <laughs> Is that a food? An amuse bouche? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Potpourri. It just means it's a small amount of food like that a you get with peanut that oh, you get at the very that. beginning of your wow. meal to like get you ready to be rich. Like a food aperitif. Great. Yeah. Food aperitif. Got it. Uh. <laughs> The my other my other reason why it's not perfect for me is there's a little bit of uh, kind of a sense of choreography mm-hmm. to me, a little bit of uh, stuff that I would have preferred not be in there mm-hmm. in terms of me being able to say like, OK, well, this is clear. Like like you're talking about where you'll somebody gets snapmared over they're in the center of the ring and then somebody runs to the other side of the ring and hits the ropes. Um 
just, I mean, it, it all looked really good. It just didn't, uh, there were times when the realism wasn't there for me. And so I was kind of taken out. That's the right answer. Bo, how many calculators? <laughs> four. I think four. I think I agree with everything you said. Yeah, because as much as I, I do like high-flying stuff, I'm not still not a huge fan of the, of the circuit of I flip, I do a kip-up, you miss, you roll, you do your kip-up, that kind of stuff. And that's kind of what – you didn't see it a lot in this match, but that back and forth on the rope where they keep switching perspectives of who's actually uh, going to be performing the next move and whatnot. It's kind of tacky, uh, but otherwise still a great match. So I think I, I would agree with you, Mike, on mm -hmm. all that. Four. Cool. Uh, we're moving on to my favorite Melrose places, the drama, the storytelling, the excitement. I give it, uh, I give it a, f a four as well. It's not quite a five cause I think there's better matches out there, but, but I think I give it a higher score, uh, because I know I have watched the history of the matches leading up to it. So watching that whole story, I think it's almost like it takes a year or so to evolve that story with all the different, uh, with Champa and Gargano growing, becoming a tag team. That kind of stuff, and the story actually goes further places, which is some of the best storytelling NXT's done with friendships. <laughs> if that makes any sense? <laughs> so yeah, so I would give it. Uh, did I say four? Yeah, yeah I did. Four. I did. I did. Stick with it. Four. You I'm go. going to. I was looking. I have a five here from last week, but I'm gonna. Are you just watching it. the same match with all of your guests? <laughs> you guys, do you like this match? <laughs> I'll tell you about it. I got a lot of ideas about this match. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Mike, I remember watching this match and being so excited when DIY won like yeah in the same way that I was excited when I was like a kid watching wrestler and my watching wrestler watching wrestling <laughs> and my favorite wrestler would win you yeah, know yeah. and particularly when he would kind of overcome an obstacle um, and succeed in the face of great odds and I got that same feeling when I watched this match For so sure. I'm gonna give it a four and a half mm -hmm. you felt emotionally involved in the match like they sold it yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's for me watching the first time and getting the benefit of the like the year of context of watching DIY like get close but not grab the uh, brass ring and then finally get there in a two out of three falls match and the end of that match is so climactic where like the DIY or uh, the revival has broken up several pinfalls in a row and you're like oh fuck they're not gonna get it they're not gonna get it. And then Gargano gets the, the submission hold, the Gargano escape, and you're like, oh, Dawson's going to break it up. But then Champa gets his armbar on him, and tr they're both trapped, and they got nowhere to go. And they're they just, holding they, each other's and hands. They, they're like, no, 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 they have to give yeah, up. They, together. they yeah, have was, to give up together. Interesting. What a story of friendship on both sides. Right? <laughs> the guy who I overcame, true. So I'm going to give them uh, four Melroses also. Um, I think it could have been more dr more dramatic. There's room for it, but in the same, I think you're right, Mike. And it's that there's the uh, narrative arcs were really clear, and they both, without like outright cheating, well they did rival several times outright cheated, but the they sold their villainy really well. Not just with the way they look. It's not just villains are ugly and and hairy, which I feel like that's '90s wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the and the Rock is the beautiful one, so he's the win you know like yeah. Uh, that wasn't. They're both like heavy uh, duty dudes, both sets of dudes, <laughs> and they're like either of them could be the villains, but they're not. So it's the but you wanted DIY to win. And I was emotionally involved, and I was I was barely being sarcastic when I said Gargano was selling it, like one percent. 
I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. When, I doubted when Gargano's in that reverse he figure four, crawling toward <laughs> the, the ropes, yeah. with the pain etched across his face. Yeah. yeah, he's really got the burden on his back. He's carrying it. Um, pieces of silver. Jim Caviezel. <laughs> <laughs> Well, see, now you have to include the Jim Caviezel line uh, in the audio. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's really good, though. So, like all right. Well, so now that we're, we're all laughing, having a good time, Chaplin's in the match. How what? many Charlie Chaplin's? Oh, I wrote it like, I assumed it was like priests. You're not the first How person. Many deacons were in this match. Yeah. There had to have been some in the audience, right? How many Charlie Chaplin's do we give it, folks? Joel, why don't One. you go ahead? One. Yeah, there was the a couple. Uh, Revival hit itself. Uh, yeah. Kevin Dawson kicked it right. while yeah. in the face. <laughs> yeah. And that was funny. And you pointed it out, which says to me that it's not it's not that funny of a match because you guys pointed out the only funny. No, thing. I point. I'm sorry. I must. I ruined That's it funny. for you. I yeah, skewed your. I skewed your. Skewed your rating. So. Sorry. You already you changed it. No, no, no. Because <laughs> uh, I mentioned it. No, I mean no. That was. It wasn't that funny. It was more emotionally involved. Um, more of a drama than a dramedy. For Very me, cool. there is a. Certain amount of humor that will always be there for me when the revival is involved. Yeah. Be just because they are so committed to those characters, mm-hmm. those shithouse wrestler yeah. um, characters. I mean, they could easily be, uh, if it were the six horsemen instead of the four horsemen. Yeah. They'd just be these two guys. They would be two extra members of this <laughs> 80s, 90s wrestling faction, oh, you know. I thought you meant like Pestilence. Right. No, the, the, the wrestling yeah. faction is named after the biblical reference. Angel and Storm. and I'm talking about X-Men comics now. Oh, okay. Isn't it? Is that uh, Farouk and um, Brad? Shaw. That was the Brad APA. Shaw. Yeah, APA, yeah. Who are the four APA. horsemen? Four horsemen was Ric Flair, Tully Blanchard. Well, okay, they were... There's, a There's rotating more lineup. than four. There's a rotating <laughs> lineup, but at any one time there were four. It was f- it was Flair, <laughs> no, Flair, Harv, Arn Anderson, <laughs> Tully Blanchard, Barry Windham, and Harv whatever the last name was. Harv Saxon. Harv, Harv Saxon. He was a he was a fourth. He was like a Dudley brother. Like he subbed in something. Yeah, I love that you toss out all these references. That you were loved when you were younger, yeah, and you have them in your brain still. I check in sometimes. <laughs> That's great. To see if I still have them. Uh, so, so yeah, because the revival was in this match, and because I find them extremely entertaining, just everything from like the way they walk to the ring yeah. to the hug they give each other before the start of the match. Fast taps on the back. The, 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 uh, <laughs> the way they tag in and out, the uh, the way that they cheat mm-hmm. and um, pretend to be hurt so that they can gain an advantage or sneak around behind the referee's back. Uh, even though this wasn't a, a comedy match, they're um, such good actors and they commit so hard to those characters that I have to give it uh two out of five. For me. Awesome. I'm going to give it a one. But the same, I still, again, line up with you, Mike. Do you really think that? Yeah. Don't make me question myself. You know I will. Let me give it a... <laughs> it's okay, Bo. It's okay. Do what's in your heart. Dude, it's in your heart. I think it's still it's still a one. Yeah, it's still a one. But for everything that Mike said as well, it's got, um, I think, the innate humor of of who the revival is. And again, their theme music, uh, which if if Mike doesn't cut it into the match audio, it's we go hard <laughs> all day, all night. 
we're a proud set of people <laughs> who be ready to fight. Say yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's so and then I think stupid. it repeats, or there's a second verse that's equally as dumb. So for that, I give it a one. Oh and that's a God. Buck Cherry song, is that right? I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. No, they know. Could. Is this real music? No, they no, no. Licensed real music. They used to. Every once in a while. They Limp will. Biscuit, etc. Oh yeah. All right. So in summary, <laughs> the scores are: Mike, you gave three out of five, three point five out of five shit houses. Flippy flops. We got a point five. Ti calcs. We got a four. Melrose places. We got a four point five. Chaplin's a two. Uh, Joel, your shit houses are four. Flippy flops two. 86 calcs, we got three. Melrose places four. Chaplin's one. You get no points in your score. No point fives for you. I didn't know I could. You're a, you're a whole... Whole number man. Number you're heavy man. duty dude. So, <laughs> integers only, they call me. <laughs> they do Marv call you that. the integer Rambo. Integers that would only be like ass wrestler, yeah. Um, and Rambo then, the integers. <laughs> lame he's got a headband though it's Not cool good, so he's a, he's a calculator. i gave it uh three sh- three shit houses uh 1.5 flippy flops four calculators four melrose places and also one charlie chaplin beautiful one thing i want to do real quick uh that we didn't do with brian ronan really okay. is just give you kind of like um a little bit of time an open floor to kind of say how you felt. Did you enjoy this? Did you think this was fun to you do stand with, your, up if you with want. your buds? Did you think it was a waste of fucking time? Uh, how do you feel about it? Uh, I feel great about it. I feel great to spend the time I spent on it. If it was a 40-minute match, I would have been angry. Uh-huh. I'm, can you not interrupt me? <laughs> Whoa. All right. Oh? <laughs> Sorry. He's got his mic up to Ingrid's face. She's not pleased. <laughs> You could hear her earlier. <laughs> it's mixed into the sound. Um, no, I think I, I enjoyed it. It's odd how little has changed. It felt like lower card matches kind of look the same as they did 15 years ago. And um, the athleticism similar. I, there, I mean, I played a lot of wrestling games. And you could go um, shithouse means you're attacking straight on. Or you could do aerial shit. You can't really play drama. Or I guess you could taunt them, but you don't get points for that. But I think those elements have remained the same. I came into wrestling at a heavy Melrose era um, with a couple TI-86 (laughs) characters. Um, My favorites were the Flippy Floppies, but also the straight shithousers like Goldberg. And So I get the value. I don't love chaplains, and there were so many. I think that's the problem with the era. There were so many chaplains, and it was like weird false drama. Um wait i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) um and i yeah i'm I'm glad to see that they've uh continued and i feel like uh polished the mode because this is the third tier right smackdown or probably raw smackdown this aew's competing um there's the there's also the hardcore um championship that i think wwe owns long time ago that's gone it's gone yeah ECW is what you're thinking ECW, of. But. Yeah, I was thinking of ECW. Um, and, oh, and J- Japan, all, all pro wrestling. Um, all Elite Wrestling? No. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, Wrestling Noah. There's a third one. There's there's like three big ones, but New Japan's the biggest of Japan. Sorry for, you gave me a scowl. I hate to interrupt you, but. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm like, I'm doing a monologue and asking questions. Why am I doing that? That's, that's on me. I don't know. I don't need to do a monologue. Um, I enjoyed it. It 
it doesn't seem like it's progressed a whole lot outside of that. Like this feels like a mode that's kind of stayed and is that and that's not a bad thing, but it's just like I've experienced this match before. Right. With other undercard wrestlers. I think mm. you know what I mean? The psychology, like what the the story they tell in the ring, I feel has adapted and grown a bit, but but you're right. It's it's well this match in particular, because you were watching two guys that do that old school style, so it's more prevalent in this match. But but yeah, I think you're right. The the ingredients to wrestling is simple. Mm-hmm. It's good versus evil. That's really about it. Um, yeah. And it's yeah. really it can be really simple and easy and effective storytelling, but sometimes uh, companies make things way too complicated. Mm-hmm. So, Mike this Drew. now I, now I know after seeing uh, how Brian Ronan reacted to the match we showed him, I have an idea of a match, uh, the type of match that I want to show him next. And I now, if you're back on the program, I want to show you a certain type of match that is different than this. That's current so, also. That is probably current also. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'll think about it. But uh, something that is different than this so that it is something novel for you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Something that you will have not seen before. Sure. All right. Is it karate wrestling? <laughs> is that a real type? I haven't watched it yet, but Mike has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just Krav Maga. Oh, it's apparently God. really, it's very interesting, apparently. Karate wrestling is, the, wrestling is the most dangerous form of competition that man has ever invented. <laughs> oh, it's like blood sport. It's basically that. It's basically blood yeah. sport. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, I think that when we asked Brian, we didn't ask him as de- a whole, uh, you know, a diatribe like you just gave us. But uh, he <laughs> did. That down his response was, uh, hopefully, people listen to this episode, they've already heard it. But he said it was kind of cheesy, which that doesn't affect how Mike and I view it because yeah. we we don't think it's that way. But but yeah, so it's good to hear uh, this opinion. I think from you, that's it's fun. Maybe I'm looking back and I thought it was profound. But if I was to watch basketball on a basketball podcast and I said like. I don't think the game's changed that much. That would feel really stupid. So maybe like it's a sport that they've continued to play. Like, why should it change? That's a good point. Mm. That was a very profound point, I think. Yeah, it was way better than the other point. I <laughs> we'll just leave it all in, though. Please. Okay. <laughs> so there's one more thing we do. Mm-hmm. It's that surprise we talked about. We're not going to inflict pain on you. This is the wrestling is invocation. You'll, ah. go, you'll go third. Okay. Mike, you'll start since I started last week. Very well. Mike, what's wrestling to you? Wrestling is that cascade of nacho cheese drenching your tortilla chips and all your various (laughs) intellectual toppings (laughs) serving you with no discernible nutritional value. But nevertheless, providing you with that uh, indescribable <laughs> feeling, that, that comfort and that desire that you feel deep inside, <laughs> but that you struggle to articulate with words, wrestling is the nacho cheese for your soul. It's beautiful, man. That was my way of saying wrestling is cheesy. <laughs> oh. And I love it. It makes a lot more sense but it's, now. Nacho cheese isn't even cheese, though. It's neither it's wrestling. Right. Sorry, I'm interrupting. You're right. It isn't even cheese. And that's part of it, too. Right. You get it? Because wrestling isn't real life. Sorry, I'm explaining my invocation. You consume it as if it's, it's not real life, Joel. It's not real life. <laughs> oh, shit. Is this what's happening? Yeah, this is when we start threatening the guests. <laughs> oh, shit. Wrestling is... <laughs> 
Preach it, Bo. Uh, wrestling is uh, uh, you're out on the range, Joel. Mm-hmm. You're out there alone with your cows. And you're, well, you have your horse is here too, but it's just you, you're on the range and you're like, this is really nice to be out here with my cows. And then over the hill, (laughs) over the hill, you see these gray clouds are rolling in and you're like, oh no, I have all these sheep shit. You have sheep and you have cows and your horse and your horse. But also the storm is rolling in on the prairie and you're like, what do I do? What do I do? I don't have my tent. (laughs) And, and then. And then a, a break in the clouds. Do you see it, Joel? A break in the clouds? Yeah. And there's this beam of sunlight. Just these god rays, they're called, hits your horse right in its eye. And it fle- flips the fuck out, though. <laughs> <laughs> and, it starts, and it knocks you off. And then your horse is gone. Your horse is gone. Then that spooks the sheep, which spooks the cows. And they're all gone. The rain starts hitting your face. Sunlight, though, still on your face, but there's rain and those raindrops. That's wrestling, baby. <laughs> Friendless and wet. <laughs> yeah. Bo had the Holy Spirit in him for that one. So He was a real revivalist. Woo! <laughs> they go boo, hard boo, all boo, day, all night. Boo, yeah, sorry. Boo, <laughs> yeah. boo. They are a proud set of people. They'll be ready to fight. Anyway, Joel, what's wrestling? Wrestling is a... Um, young child that is learning to lie <laughs> and he he'll it's he in this case but it could be it could be anyone it could be it's just a particular four-year-old that i know okay and he is pretending to hurt himself for attention and what he but it isn't just him that wrestling is wrestling is the moment where he peeks out because he he knows that they're watching him and he smiles to himself <laughs> Because he knows that his lie is working. <laughs> and there's a joy in selling the lie to get what he wants. Wrestling is learning to lie well and being proud of it. Wow. Amen. These are some good Amen. wrestling is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here. I haven't called anybody brother yet on the podcast. Uh-huh. Joel, brother, we got to have you back. Yeah. Oh, fuck oh, yeah we got to have Definitely. you back. Yeah amazing yeah, guest. it's gonna be fun so bring him a milk truck but <laughs> were you just making a kurt angle reference Damn. you son of a bitch well you said milk truck oh, angle shit. wrote it on the milk oh, what truck. have you done you Steve, fucking oh, idiot no. oh, Steve oh, no. idiot. oh no, you no, idiot no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh he's dead so how'd you feel about joel mike i loved it yeah it was so i loved fun. him so fun he was. He brought a notepad. He did, he brings notepads to everything. To be fair, everything. <laughs> like when we had a team meeting, he's like, "Here's the notes." Like, whoa, okay. But here's the thing, though. By bringing a notepad, mm-hmm. it he was essentially putting our podcast over. Like, yeah, he was holding it in the same regard. As he does, like, any other creative endeavor that he's going to yeah. undertake in his life, right? He wasn't like, oh, this is some stupid, shitty pro wrestling podcast. I don't need to bring my moleskin. Mm-hmm. He was like, no, I'm bringing my moleskin. And his own pen. Yeah. <laughs> he came prepared. He did. He took notes. Uh, he wrote down the reviews. The review sc- I think he wrote down all of our review scores, maybe. Probably. Which I didn't. I'm going to have to write them down when I, when I edit the podcast. But... Uh, 
yeah, I really enjoyed the episode. He's definitely he, he'll come. He's coming back, and he I feel like I felt like he enjoyed it. He kn- he knew what it is, you know, like wrestling as it. Yeah. Is. I want to show him something really out there now because he was like, like out we, there and old or out there and what kind of more new uh, something uh, something outside the the like realm J- of Jakara or something. Yeah, of- maybe. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to think about it. But he was like, you know, wrestling hasn't changed that much since right. I've watched it. Yeah. You know, and I was like, you're right, because that was a pretty cla- like that example of pro wrestling was a pretty classic Babyface versus heel, two out of three falls. That thing, that format has been around for decades and decades and decades. They just did it really well. And that's my favorite kind of wrestling, that classic. Refined shithouse brawl, catches, catch can. Yeah. I loved it. But that makes me want to go uh, outside the box, find something that... Uh, Joel hasn't seen before something yeah. that that is that is quite different than anything that he's seen before, and see if that does it for him. I think this did do it for him a bit, though. But I don't think he'd watch on his own. Dude, he was interested in watching Full Gear with us whenever we watched that. So that's right. And get him to pitch in a couple bucks. That'll be good for everyone. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> ah, nice. yes. I like where you. Like yeah, scheme with our that. friends. Ooh, <laughs> a little bit of the bubbly. Oh God. But no, I think I think he enjoyed it. Uh, he knew what it was. He took great notes. He was he was entertaining. Uh, I don't. I think he'll share the podcast with people, but I don't think he'll share wrestling with people. <laughs> no, he won't share for wrestling now. with people for now. But just based on his wrestling is invocation, I have hope that Joel uh, could find uh, solace and. Uh, a lot of uh, fulfilling entertainment by watching yeah. wrestling in the future. And that's what it's about. That's it. That's what wrestling is and forever will be. So thanks for listening to this episode, everyone. Yeah. Unless you have anything else you want to say? Mm. Farewell from the shithouse? Yeah, okay. And I also forgot, of course, you know, want to reach out to us, hit us up on Twitter and email and, and Instagram. Oh, yeah, that's all your of deal. It. That's yeah, your deal. All of, it's, all of it's Tope Suicida Pod at Gmail or just that on Instagram and Twitter. Tell us about the matches, what you liked about them. If you're watching weekly wrestling, tell us what you're liking about NXT or AEW or SmackDown or Raw or New Japan or whatever the fuck you're watching. Um, and Tell we'll, us what you think of the show. Yeah, we'll have a discourse. If you want to hear us talk about certain things, we can maybe bring that stuff up too. But but yeah, these last two episodes is kind of the format of the show, So uh, with guests anyway. So if you like it, Share it with your friends, please. Tell us why we suck. Yeah, you can do that. Don't um, do anything. You can even go on to, uh, your, uh, let's say, Apple Podcasts, because most of you are, are are doing it that way. Uh, rate and review us. Five stars. Talk trash in the copy. That's fine. Just give us five stars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Five stars. Put, put put the podcast over. If you if you give us five stars and trash us in the comments uh, or in the actual review, written review, I will read it. And Mike and I will enjoy what you say. That's great. So. That's a wonderful promise that you've made. <laughs> also, if you guys have any questions for like uh, Tony Schiavone or Dolph yeah. Ziggler yeah. Mm-hmm. or uh, uh, Lou Thez mm-hmm. uh, or, or uh, 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 Mantar, j- go ahead and... Uh, <laughs> Which one's Mantar? Mantar. Did he come out? I'm, I'm picturing a Minotaur game. Yeah, okay. correct. Okay, all right. Yeah, we'll yeah. see you next week. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.